2: Welcome to Big Squid, where today we're presenting another Space Odyssey episode. Join the fabulous Adam Richard, Ben Elwood and me, Justin Hamilton, for part two of our look back at the movie, Dread. Thank you for joining us for part two of our deep dive into the film, Dread, where we not only continue our dissection of the movie, but uh, this is the episode where we have all the squid bits as well. Uh, Remember, it would be better to listen to our first part before you dive into this episode, um, mainly because you want to be able to completely enjoy Adam Richard making fun of Ben Elwood's screen size. (laughs) It continues all the way through this. Uh, Once again, our Patreon shout-out goes to Brie Simpson. Uh, She is our Patreon for this two-parter. And Brie, I hope you enjoyed the first part. And I hope you enjoyed this episode as well. Thanks once again for all of your support. Let's not dilly-dally. And let's bring in Adam and Ben and get right back into this discussion of dread.
3: Yes, we're good.
2: And we're back. During the break, uh, Adam made sure he bullied uh, Ben a little bit more, and uh over the size
3: of his screen. Yeah, it's a, it's I challenge anyone to not be in awe of my screen. Eighty-two okay. inches, babe.
4: All right, my projector is bigger than eighty-two inches. Yeah, but it's only ten eighty. Full four K, babe. What do you need four K for? So I can see the pores. <laughs>
2: I want to see someone's imperfect skin.
3: <laughs> I want to see the makeup line. <laughs>
2: Nothing better than listening to two white men uh, brag about the size of their screen. Uh, so, Adam, uh, we have uh, the Judge Anderson here in the in the film, uh, mm. Olivia Thrillby. Uh, can you give us a bit of background on uh, Cy Anderson in the comics? Mm. And what did you think of Thrillby's performance? I thought she was good. Yeah.
4: Like, you know, she's the... Again, I as I said, she's the character we go on the journey with. Like, yep. you know, she's barely a judge. I mean, it's kind of a bit different than Anderson in the comics. Anderson in the comics is more of a smart ass. Like she takes it to Judge Dredd frequently. Right. Like, she's, you know, she's fun. She's silly. She's um uh yeah, and she's not a rookie. Uh so she's kind of a, a cross between Anderson and Judge Dredd had a rookie at one point called Judge Decker, who was kind of his offsider. Um what happened to Judge Decker? I think Judge Decker died in the end. Um, right, but he he passed Judge Decker way back when, and then you know later on, right? Yeah, some tragedy befell her. Um, <laughs> right. But th-
3: this was meant. There was meant to be a sequel to this, right? So you can only assume that she would have evolved into her.
2: Yes, more so I've got some stuff yeah. in the squid bits of the the plans, but it just did yeah, not do well at the, yeah. at, the at the box office, office unfortunately. no one knew it was on. Yeah. Um,
4: and also Americans don't like it when you make fun of
2: Americans. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Americans are okay making fun of Americans. Yeah. yeah.
4: You can watch Don't Look Up. That's fine. Yeah. But if that was a British film, no.
2: Yeah.
5: yeah. Um,
4: did you like Don't Look Up? Uh, I liked about a third of it. Right. But it's like I think the problem with Netflix making movies is no one says... This comedy is a bit long.
5: Sure. Also, yeah.
4: you know, anyone who started their career making uh, short films for Saturday Night Live is probably never going to make a sketch that's the right length and <sighs> get out on a gag.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
4: When, like the, about two thirds of the way through the film, I thought. When does Krusty the Clown come in with the big ears and the big <laughs> Q-tip yeah. and go? This thing goes for twelve more minutes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I agree with you. I feel like the length of it uh, dented the uh, the. What satire. could have been?
4: A, yeah, what could have been a sharp and biting satire became yeah. a very dull mallet of a satire. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'm
3: dumb, I loved it <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought it was great But anyway i
2: fascinating, it was nominated for Best Picture It and was And I'm fascinated by that I'm like, okay it's like Really, I, we're putting that in the same category as Dune? Yeah Have Are we heard putting ba- that in the there, same category as There's a bit of,
3: a bit of nerd backlash on that yeah. Old Kevin Smith, my favorite person in the world, came out and was like, Why didn't Spider Man No Way Home get a Best Picture nomination? Because it's bad. It's shit. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's why. Like it's enjoyable. It's a fucking. It's a corporate conglomerate movie that's shot like it's in dank dark alley and I can't see and, what's going and and on. And the script is written on a whiteboard with yeah, top you. points. Yeah. Like,
4: it's, you know,
2: Lots of great performances. That's great what performances. It is. I love that Andrew
4: Garfield got nominated, just not for that.
2: Yeah. Did he get nominated? Yeah. A tick tick boom, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Garfield is a revelation. He's a great in that film, he's, he's always actor. been good. But yeah. it was like a you know, it's like a, when you see it in sport, you'll see an athlete who's at the top of their game who has been playing all right for a while, and then they'll just go, Sorry, just gonna take a big swing here and remind you that I'm the guy. And that's yeah. what Garfield is like in that film, amongst a lot of people doing good work.
3: Yeah, yeah. may I recommend an Andrew Garfield film that you may not have seen? Mm. Uh, Under the Silver Lake. Oh, I know. That's this? Yes, I have yeah. heard of that. It is awesome. Yeah. It's like a shaggy dog, kind of Raymond Chandler yeah, mystery yeah, yeah. film with him just kind of half stoned, stumbling through LA, going yeah. to different things. It's right. excellent. Yeah. It's the follow up from the guy that did um, It Follows. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Right, yeah.
5: right.
4: I think we started watching that the other day, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not in the mood for this Rambling. Yeah. you got to yeah. be in the mood. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, our friend uh, Richard Parris, who. Uh, uh, Made a movie with Andrew Garfield. I can't think uh, off the top of my head which one it was. I said he was a delight, yeah, a delight yeah, yeah. to work with. Um, but uh, Cy Anderson, uh, so she's kind of a bit or ballsy in the comic. Yeah, she's yeah. more she's
4: more fun. She's yeah. you know she cracks gags frequently. Yeah. Like you know she, which she could have done in this too. Yeah, yeah. But Op. I I think you know in this it's like you know you, like once you create her as a rookie character to Judge Dread, it's like well, you try not to. Piss off your teacher Yes So it's like Already they've put her At lower status Yeah um, Whereas in the comics She comes in at The same level as Dread. It's like Right No no I'm just as professional As you But I'm flighty And I'm allowed to get away With it because I'm a side judge Right Like because the, the And also there's a whole Psychic Um Department of the Justice Department That right. she's part of Whereas in this Like she's just like Oh she's a mutant We're letting her over the line
2: Oh right So they're not mutants in the comic they're, no, they're no no
4: no I mean technically I guess they are But yeah. they're you know And there's different level, Like because as it's got As the comic's gone on Yeah And Anderson had her own series for a while Right um, And various, like, various other people Like Grant Morrison created a, a psychic judge For their own series at one point Right um, So you know there's one that's a you know, one of them can only see like dead people or one of them can is uh, right. a precog or, you know, right. has, can see the future kind of thing. So, they all have different, you know, thing. like there's there's like a weird tiny little Easter egg in this. So, there's a massive big Judge Dredd story called the Judge Child Quest where they had this prediction that, you know, uh, the Judge Child who was born with a birthmark of the Eagle of Justice on their forehead right. um, <laughs> <laughs> was going to save the city. Um, because a, a, one of the members of Psy Division predicted it. And there's like this brief moment. Again, I hadn't noticed it the first 12 times I watched this film. Right. But I only saw it. This Like it just had cries the child something on the screen. And you're like, what? What's that? Uh, like It was like a news crawl in yeah, something. And I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. Cool. There's another little, little reference I haven't seen before. That's
2: funny. I'd written down to ask you what that was because I had seen it come up and it like you know, when you, yeah, you yeah, recognize yeah. an Easter egg but have no idea yeah, what it yeah. is, so yeah. So yeah, Owen, Owen
5: Chrysler
4: was the Judge Child who okay. Judge Dredd decided was no good.
3: Right, <laughs> and like he blew his
5: head off.
4: Uh, no, just abandoned him, Because oh. like, <laughs> yeah. it was like they went to all these different planets <laughs> yeah. to try and find him. Like they, right. were, you oh, know, okay, oh, right. they go ad- to different planets. Oh yeah, it was in outer space. Oh, like right. one of my favorite um, <laughs> Dread adjacent comics is called Lawless, which is. Uh, written by Dan Abnett and illustrated by Phil Winslade as pencils only, like non inked pencils. Um, And it's set on a planet that it's kind of like Wild West, like the judge marshal who's in charge of, you know, law in the town. um, She's kind of like has a dubious past and this big corporation just wants to come in and railroad this town because they want to mine everything. Right. It's very Wild West. Right. And it's on another planet and the Justice Department does not, give a crap about it because it's not in Mega City 1. So, they're like, even though they're technically in charge of it, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it's kind of Wild West Frontier sort of thing. So, yeah, like there's outer space stuff going on in Judge Dreadworld. World. Crazy.
2: Ah, man, it does make you want to go back and...
4: There's so much. Turn into it, right? Like there is so much stuff. <laughs> it feels like
2: it's, uh, oh, God, I'm really tired. I need to go to bed. I'll just read... Uh, July from <laughs> 1978 and it's, what what's that? 32 pages, right? Yeah, July would yeah. take
4: up no time at all. Like yeah. it's, yeah, they're like, although, you know, the script writing guidelines for if you want to submit to 2000AD says the best way to write um, a 2000AD strip is to take your 30-page script for say a Marvel or DC type comic yep. and see if you can jam that into six pages. Mm. Right. Yes. With, yeah, they're dense. up to six to eight panels a page instead of right. four to six. Yep. Like they are chock a block. Yeah, like so that yeah. would be.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that would this, be an effort if you're going
3: to bed. Yeah. It's kind of a shame this didn't kick off into some big multi film franchise. It seems like there's so much meat on the bone.
4: I kind of like it. Like I kind of like where it lives because yeah. it's right. you know there's as, as we've seen happen with big with the big franchise, with the big Marvel and DC. Mm. It's like the comics are now no longer allowed to play. Yeah, they're right. no yes. longer allowed to kind of. Take big risks and ha- do fun things, and maybe have an issue where you know someone's a lesbian for a week, and then we turn her back into you know, mm-hmm. like as would happen in the old days, right? Um, it's like, oh no, she's a lesbian now forever, and it's a headline in the newspapers. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. oh no, you can't turn Sue Storm into a lesbian because you know Jessica Alba needs to do an interview about it. Oh yeah, like, yeah you know, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you can't yeah.
2: dress uh, the Joker up in women's clothing because yeah, it will reflect badly on Jack Nicholson. Yeah, which was like, the Arkham was Asylum thing that uh, the note that uh, Morrison got.
3: Oh, my God.
2: So, yeah, so it's that, was, that. That's back in 89. Yeah. yeah. So,
4: that's that's the kind of thing that I kind of go, well, they've, you know, they've managed to steer their own course and be, do all these things that they want to do because it's like they're technically really quite under the radar. Mm, like, right. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And also, there's now 45 years worth of comics that if they do decide to make another movie, it's like, yeah, no, we did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you can't get angry at that because that's from 1982. <laughs>
2: Well, and it awesome. feels like you need a, a cult TV series.
4: Oh, they've made one, apparently. Right. Like, I don't know whether it's been filmed or it's been, it's certainly it's been, been written. been in gestation and, for a while, hasn't it? And Rebellion, who owns Two Thousand Eighteen, now they're a uh, video game company. Right. They've built their own um, virtual studio, like the one they use for The Mandalorian. Right. Um, so, they've built the, the first purpose-built one in the UK and they've made a couple of films in it, I think. Uh, okay. So, they they have the facilities for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but whether or not, you know, I think they need a broadcast partner or a streaming partner before it gets off the ground. Kind right, of okay. But it's, you know, the things are, wheels are in motion. Mm. Right, mm.
2: okay. What about uh, Lena Headey in this as uh, oh. as Mama she's great. Madrigal, uh, <laughs> Who She's so good, isn't <laughs> she? she? Yeah. Um, and this
4: was, was this at the start of Cersei? Or like yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. Like, this was like season two. Yeah. 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 Like, so it was before she went full evil in yeah. Game of Thrones yeah
2: is is, is uh, Mama from the comics
4: no she's created for the film right. like they did make a comic with her in it because that was the other thing like after there had been no sequels they like they decided because they could yeah and because it's a monthly Judge Dread magazine magazine it's called um, uh, they they just started making Comics based in the world of the film Right So with the more toned down eagle on the shoulder right. pads, Instead of, of course, you know, Judge Street has this massive eagle Like yeah. the Sylvester <laughs> lone one um, Yeah, and with uh, Domino Gleeson's character Gets a yep. whole storyline So yeah, Mama, they made like a prequel comic for it And then Right Yeah, that whole world kind of still continues in the comics a little bit
2: Yeah, cool Yeah, she was fantastic She's like, so She's good. so compelling in every scene and it's also
4: how, just how quiet she is. Like she's yeah. done that Meryl Street thing in yeah. um, the... Oh, what's that terrible movie in the fashion thing? Oh, Devil Dev- Dev- Prada. Devil Wears Prada, where Meryl said, you know...
3: It's, it's a real indictment on you that I knew that, but you
4: didn't.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I know. I named dropped Anne Hathaway before having met her and still couldn't remember her films. <laughs> but yeah, like she said when she played that character, she's like, you know, I could have played her screaming and yelling, but I've noticed the most terrifying people... Never raise their voice. Yes. Yeah. And Mama never raises her voice. Hang on,
2: was The Devil Wears Prada bad? I remember enjoying it when I yeah, was, it was reviewing fun. it. It's just, yeah. it's cheesy. But she's great.
3: She's amazing. And Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt is always amazing. Yeah. You know how Mama's, the, the moment that, re, like, obviously she's a badass the whole way through, but the moment that really cements it is her final moment where she willingly inhales the slow-mo just before she's thrown out the window. Yeah. yeah. Like, she loves it.
4: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. 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 So you see her at the start when <laughs> she's yeah. in the bath, like
2: for about two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the good things uh, that really works for the film is it's compact. It's like we're only 28 mi- minutes into the film when the building goes into lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, so, it's
4: more compact than this podcast about it.
2: That, that's going to be the irony. Our Gravity <laughs> podcast went longer than the movie. That's
3: the general rule of space podisy. The yeah. podcast usually goes for twice yeah. the length of the movie. Yeah, I think, I, think we, I think
2: we went longer than
3: 2001. So Oh, no, we did. Yeah, we did a oh, 2 we did. <laughs> anyway. Including intermission. Yeah, and we did have an intermission. Yeah, it was great. Right. Um,
2: I wonder if the movie, uh, once again, to try and squeeze some extra satire into mm. it, was we needed like a a Deadpool-esque kind of character in there, and I was wondering, like, Wood Harris's character. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I love Wood Harris, but he's playing a version of Avon Barksdale in yeah. The Wire. Uh, I wonder if that character could have been a little bit more snivelling, a bit more freaky. I also know, in saying that, I haven't seen the Stallone Judge Dredd oh, film. Yeah. Is that what Schneider is?
4: Yeah, Schneider plays a character called Fergie, who in the comics was, like, a really big, Enormous guy who was a bit simple um, and just smashed things with a baseball bat and had flies around his head all the time that he kept trying to hit with a baseball bat and hit himself in the head. Hilarious slapstick. Um, (laughs) But but Schneider (laughs) turned it into Rob Schneider. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: you know, making this suggestion feels like, you know. See, now you've got got Rob
4: Schneider. Now I have to do my ultimate name drop. Here we go. Have you have I ever told you this story? No. So I was the first yeah, off the I'm filled with to, dread. to interview him for his <laughs> film Big Stan, which had the working title Unrapeable. Um, oh, about a guy Jesus. Have you never <laughs> heard of this? Who, who is Christ. gonna go to prison? Um, and so it's 30 days before he goes to prison, so enlists <laughs> David Carradine. To teach him how to defend himself and stop himself from being preyed upon in That's prison. That's so much better than what I was imagining. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Um, it's a terrible, terrible film. It's his directorial debut. Uh, I hated it. Um, and I did an interview with him in the morning and like he had a full day of interviews to do after. So, I was the first one. Because you know I was on the number one station. We yeah, get no, first no, dibs. Yep, yep, um, yep. And I was like, look, i got to tell you Rob Schneider. My... Boyfriend loves Farrelly Brothers. He loves gross-out humour. He would think this is the funniest thing he's ever seen. I, however, hated it.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) And then he spent the
4: rest of the day, apparently, asking every single person, did you like it? Did you like the film? Oh, Rob. And uh, no one did.
3: (laughs) How did How did he react when you said that you hated the film?
4: Well, like that, he was Desires like, "Oh, it's, you know, on. it's
3: not for everyone." Blah, blah
4: blah. Like, you know, he was quite nice in in and of the moment. But then, Aww. like, the the publicist was like, "Oh, you ruined my day!" Like the whole rest of the day, he was just a broken man. I was like, "Oh well, he needed to hear." <laughs> <laughs> he spent he spent months making that piece of shit where someone gets broken glass shoved up their ass at some point. Is like, that really yeah, true? Yeah, it's a terrible, terrible film.
5: Yeah.
4: it's really bad. Ah. I was I was a like it was me and Rove were the only ones in the. Uh, in the screening and well, after, thank it, goodness for that. Oh, after it, I was like, "What the fuck was that shit that we just sat there?" He's like, "Oh, mate." He goes, "I am not going to mention this film at all when he comes on my show," oh. <laughs> and he didn't. Yeah, like it was just like the very end, big stand in cinemas now. Like that was it. Yeah. Like the rest of it was just fucking around with Rob Schneider doing stupid yeah. gear, whereas I was like, I leaned in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's terrible, and he makes a mockery of Touch Street. <laughs> oh, and I think I think part of it is, you know, I guess if you know they're making if they're intending to make a franchise, it's like, well, you don't throw everything in the first one. Yeah. Like, you know, Anderson comes back, if she's a full judge in the next one, she can be a smart ass now. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's like, Oh
3: yeah, and no, I'm I'm an equal to you, Judge Stred. Yeah. Now I can and I can
4: it, take it to her. It you. also yeah. would have
3: been diminishing to her experience uh, to make her quippy. Well, that's Like, she sees brains out yeah, of the yeah. back of a guy's head within her first minute on the job. Like, there's people exploding and getting shot. Yeah, yeah. She's not uh, immune to all this yet. To have her being like, well, oh, that would have hurt. Like, it'd be <laughs> like, it's not good. Well, that, that's what I mean about... I, I feel like the
2: satire is dialed down in this film compared yeah. to the comic. And yeah. part of... What I found difficult about rewatching it is because it's now become more predictive than satirical. Yeah. If if you just had someone kind of calling it out, and if the the Wood Harris character would have been, if you get that character right, could have been the one commenting on stuff. You know. But then you would, like,
4: then you would have lost the scene with him imagining her, and well, all the like those so really so gross scenes, like the that kind of.
2: But it's that I, did, I didn't know which, which means how she I
4: she gets the you know to one up on him and stuff. Well, which
2: is, but see. Because, it, so I had, that was the one scene that I actually had a proper issue with, yeah. which I felt like, I did not feel like that was satire, I did not feel like it was necessary, it felt slightly like it was fetishizing the, mm. the moment, and, you know, it's like, a, I think it's an apocryphal quote, but it's a correct mm. quote about how you can't make a real war movie What's and because as soon as you make a war movie yeah. it, you're glorifying glorifying war. so yeah. I found so I I still think you could have done that with a mm. character who was you know a little bit having a little bit more not Good humor, but like sniveling humor that you can kind yeah, of yeah, lean yeah. into. But I just found that to be a bit. Maybe I'm getting soft I in my old age. I just didn't like that at all.
3: I, no, neither did I. But I thought it completely was in tone with. I, I don't think this. This is a filthy fucking movie, yeah, guys. It's revolting. Yeah, like no, it's no, a revolting movie. It's. A I've, I've always found
4: that scene really difficult, and I was like, "Oh, here it is again." And I because I always forget. The comeuppance of that scene Right Which is when she goes into his head Yes And says Oh this is what you're imagining And then confronts him With Mama biting his dick off Right <laughs> you're like Oh Oh you have now Basically turned Like you've yeah. taken Him trying to shock you His power move Yeah And like turned Regist- it around Yeah yeah." And it's Again I think this is Partly due to The rupture between the writer And the director yeah. And some scenes having You know I suspect one of them was maybe directed by one director. Yeah. The other d- by another. Well, uh, yeah,
2: Urban says that, uh, you know, there is, like, uh, ex-Makina is Alex Garland's technically first directed film, yeah. but yeah. Ah, maybe it's this film. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, he directed a lot of it, apparently. Yeah. Right.
4: So I think there are some scenes that are, yeah.
2: Like, like the tone is slightly missed. Yeah, Not it's like, off, but just like just the,
4: the the... the Depraved fantasy scene, like I feel like the the come up and scene should have been just as visceral as that one. Yeah, but the come comeuppance scene feels like a it, it just feels like a very ordinary scene, and it feels like it's directed by a completely different person. Yeah, and it's 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 handled differently. It's yeah, it's and I feel like they should have tonally felt the same, so yes. that when we go back in there and she's in charge, yeah, that we feel that same kind of ugliness. Right. But instead it's just sort of a, it's a bit glossy.
3: Yes.
2: Yeah, mm, yeah, mm, yeah. Mm, 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 yeah. It's interesting. And uh, what you were saying, Ben, it is, it is a grotty film. Like, yeah. It, well, that,
3: that's the thing, like, because I don't know the comics. Like, I know broadly that Judge yeah. Dredd is very satirical and rah, rah, yeah. but I didn't have that coming into this movie anytime I've watched it. I just, yeah. I, I'm more familiar with this movie than I am with any other Judge Dredd, version of Judge Dredd. So... Yeah. Whenever I have watched this movie, other than the first time where I went in blind, it was, oh, I'm gonna watch a really fucking nihilistic, nasty piece of work. Right. Yeah. Like this to me feels like obviously it's a very different thing, but like something like Antichrist, where it's like, you know, almost like, oh, I want to feel bad. I'm gonna put on dread. <laughs> like it's not to me it's not um you know, I don't miss that satire. I just I don't I don't I, I almost feel like if there was Quips or satire Overt satire in there It might even diminish How ugly also, the Also
4: I mean Maybe I mean Justin and I Have talked about this a lot But sometimes like the The Like throwing in a gag For gag's sake Is sometimes mm-hmm. like yeah. Exhausting It's yes. exhausting man Yeah like, Well I'm
2: not saying Gag it all the way through mm. but No I just I think it is missing A level of humour And I, w- I mm. wonder
4: if it was You know I wonder if it was in there In a draft Yeah And they went Actually no Let's just keep it bleak Yeah Like let's not undercut what we're trying to say about this world yep. by having someone enjoying themselves in that world.
3: Yeah. That's that's the key. That Yeah, it feels like no one is having fun. And, yeah. I, and, and I feel like if there was going to be more satire in it, it would have to be that Robocop-type satire where you suddenly flash to a TV screen with some yeah. crazy ad on it, like more of a parody, a satire yeah. of the world. And that, you
4: know than what? That stuff is in there, but it's all... Weird Easter eggs in the comic books, like you know the when those people die uh, at the very start, and there's that machine that comes through and is cleaning them up. That's right, and yes. it says "Recycle" on the yes. front, which is like in the comic books is this whole industry where <laughs> when you die, you your funeral is held on a conveyor belt at this place called Recycle because your body is taken off and turned into useful materials. For right, the he does society. he does mention that. Yeah. he yeah. says I get the bodies yeah.
3: into that, and but also that there is a one joke in there where the. Um, they're mopping up the blood and you hear an announcement go, the mall will be open in 30 minutes' time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And that's what, that's, that's yeah, what I mean. But that's what I think. You that. could just have a, yeah. you know, it's like, and once again in uh, in the Squid Bits part, we'll talk about uh, why the building is named what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like if that had been, you know, Tower Block Tommy Lee Jones or yeah. something, do you know what I mean? Just mm-mm, something mm-mm. like.
4: And again, I think that that was Alex Garland going, you know what Americans don't get? Satire, satire. Yeah, don't understand it. I have to make it either really obvious or have it just be kind of like a wink and a nod. Yeah, because the Americans are going to just lose their minds over it and hate yep. it. Yeah, oh, as opposed irony. to just ignoring it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, big opportunity for our big squid community, Ben, who mm. get to have a drink on uh, oh, at some point in this. Does the slow-mo drug look like fun? My fear is that I'd have taken it when I went to watch The Shape of Water and I would still be emotionally trapped in that film all these years later. <laughs>
3: yeah, but it'd be all shiny and beautiful. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I might be biased from past experiences. Slow-mo looks like a lot of fun to me. It does. And like depends how, on the company, I reckon. Well but how yeah. how much do you yes. go like it looks
4: gross and brown and horrible and you're mm. like, as if I'd put that in my body and they're like oh my god you only need to look at someone's bong water to go yeah I would absolutely
3: right <laughs> absolutely and most <laughs> <laughs> like
4: look at a, a burn, like it looks like a liquid burned out ice pipe yeah yeah, right? yeah like yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. horrific it looks like, like the
3: gunk in the um, hose of a bong yeah, yeah, yeah you know, it's right? gross yeah, yeah yeah
4: and also like that that you know when everyone's <laughs> off their head in that room where everyone eventually gets killed I was like yeah. I've been there no, I've been in that room Yeah, I've been in that room yeah. with like people I don't know yeah. in mm-hmm. a horrible situation and mm-hmm. just gotten off my head I'm like like yeah. th- that, that all of that is horrifically plausible to me. Yeah.
2: See, th- so getting back to the idea of the satire, I, I remember I, I, we won't mention Limo's name because he might not want to be a part of this story. <laughs> but I remember going to a party once years ago, like pretty early in the morning, mm. and getting there, and we got to this place, and there was uh, a few people there, and they were. Off their faces And there was one guy Who had for Whatever reason Just been chewing on his lip For a long time And when we got there Had a big Like when I first saw his lip I thought he had fake lips on. Like, it's, that's how big it was. And that's. Uh, I'd, I think I'd like to have seen some big chunky lips and some burns, and you know, some, you know in, in each scene. You don't have to focus on it, but, you know. I oh, know, Judge
4: Dredd did point out the flat squashed head man <laughs> and who had the uh, burns from the,
6: yeah. from the slow-mo inhaler. Uh, yeah. It was just hard to see with the
4: rest of his head. Uh, yeah, with his brain casing. I was just sad that they didn't refer to them, as they do in the comic books, as street pizza
5: street pizza. <laughs> Anyone who
4: jumps off a building is called street pizza.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they I think they I think
3: they got the they they the depiction of the drug is it, it's I like in movies where you see the depiction of drugs as both sides. It right. yeah. does look shiny and fun but it's also skeezy and yeah, disgusting. Well, you, and like you know dr-
4: and it makes skeezy,
3: horrific things
4: look like fun because you're off your head. You're like, well, this isn't a problem. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But, you know, like other
3: like other than taking a pill, which is quite I'm a not benign... in the car
4: park at the commission flats right now. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: this puddle of oil-stained piss is so beautiful. Look at yeah. the colour shifting. Um, but, you know, like all drug intake other than taking a pill, which is a benign way, but they're all disgusting, you know. Yeah. snorting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. something is fucking gross. gross. Yeah. Yeah. like smoking a bong is fucking
5: gross. Right. Oh, you know
2: I rewatched uh, Train Spotting recently, mm. oh, man. so maybe uh, maybe rewatching Train Spotting and then having dread in close oh, <laughs> proximity yeah. was a was a bad double act. But, I uh,
4: I watched it in its original three D, which I insisted. Oh every yes, time so I was I about to it. say
2: that. You, uh, how long did you take to get this movie? Oh, set about up? About
4: an hour because I had to find some three D glasses that worked with the TV that <laughs> I'm using. Because. Um, <laughs> I was like, "Do these ones work? Do these ones? These are Samsung. or Sony's? So, oh no, they work! That's weird. Uh, <laughs> it took ages, and they've got to find the batteries, um, Those little ten-cent batteries. Oh great, kill babies. Yeah, um, like it was. It was quite a process. Yeah, uh, but I eventually got it to work. And yeah, the, the slow-mo scenes in 3D, like the other, like I'd never normally watch. Like I wouldn't watch the Avengers in 3D, for instance, mm. even though I have it in 3D on Blu-ray and stuff." But this was made in 3D. Oh, yeah. Like, like Avatar. And I'm like, yeah. well, if the filmmaker wants it to be seen in 3D and I get that there's, you know, this was a difficult film that, you know, more than one person had a crack at. Yeah. But it was meant to be seen in 3D because yeah. it was filmed with yeah. 3D cameras. So, it's like, well, I'll do it the honour of watching. You know, it's like I wouldn't watch a colorized version of a black and white movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like I'll try not to watch this as a flat film. <laughs>
2: right
3: right yeah, yeah. And Casablanca dread <laughs> yeah
2: but it's like making those scenes It makes so because oh been, yeah it's, it's been incorporated rather than as a process added
4: yeah 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 like the like where the slow-mo scene with mama in the bath which feels beautiful. indulgent um is just such a beautiful moment because it says a lot about her character it says a lot about the experience people are having on these drugs Like she's in the penthouse She's having the glamorous experience Yeah With the drugs mm-hmm. Like you know Everyone else has horrible experiences with these drugs Yeah Like they're all having these beautiful moments And Judge Dredd's shooting at them from behind the car <laughs> Like yeah. yeah Whereas she's having like Oh this is what it's meant to be like This is This is how you're meant to take these drugs Yeah At the top of the chain Of selling them and making them <laughs> Right 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 Yeah
2: Yeah uh, I love the introduction of the corrupt judges. Uh, Do you you think the film uh, would have benefited from having them in earlier and then we discover that they're corrupt? Or do you like when they come in?
4: I'm not happy with corrupt judges ever because I feel like in a totalitarian society, surely they wouldn't last very long. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) They feel unnatural Um, in But, you know, that's part of the thing. Like, this feels like an early... Iteration of yeah. Mega City One and the Justice Department. So there are
3: no corrupt judges in the comics. There are, but,
4: but it's like it's a it's a big ask. Like the punishment for being a corrupt judge is um, twenty years on the the Moon Titan, where you get like surgery so you can breathe the methane air, Ugh. right? And it's and it's all hard labor and horrible, and it's you know, and also like it's such a. You know they're indoctrinated from the age of five years old. Like they go to the Ah. uh, they go into the justice department as a little kid. Right. So becoming corrupt is not just you know corruption often starts again at that age. Like you start it starts young and you end up in like you know like um the departed. Right. Like you know you see the corruption happen before they join the police. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you know that loyalty is prior. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're born into the Justice Department from a little kid, then it's like, well the corruption feels impossible. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So like and and the religious indoctrination. Yeah. And the and the Justice Department, like they don't get paid. Like they're basically all their needs are taken care of. Mm. Like it's it's proper totalitarianism. Like there's so yeah, for me it it always feels weird those corrupt judges. Right. But like as a narrative for this particular film. I'm like, yeah, it's perfect. Like it's right. a perfect moment. Um but yeah, it and it and it kind of paints the world as being even more horrific than you think right. it is. Like it's like, right. oh you can't even judge you can't even trust the fucking police in this place. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, they seem like the the noble people who are doing the right thing. Yeah. And then you realise, oh, even though Judge Dredd is an is an ass hat, he's the best ass hat they've got Yeah mm. like yeah. the rest are all assholes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Yeah yeah. I think it works as well That it's not just one It's a whole group Yeah it's a whole right. team of them mm. And right. one of them's fat Fat ones are always untrustworthy
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean how do you get to How, how are you going like, to run after a crook I know <laughs> Of wearing, course you're corrupt Wearing, wearing full body leather <laughs> Yeah
2: If you're not working out To keep fit to wear that full body leather What are you getting up yeah, to yeah, What yeah, is yeah. going yeah. on <laughs> Um, Let's get into the last of our segments Before we get to uh, Squid Bits This will be a fun one for you Adam Yes This is called Who and How Mm. Which character do you think you would be And how would you react in their place Oh man
3: I know who I'd be Yeah go for it I'm the guy The one guy Who doesn't get shot in the drug bust who's just trying to get high and have a good time. then he puts his hands up. Like, I'm just, I'm just enjoying this fucking <laughs> yeah. inhalable ketamine, man. Just chill the fuck out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything looks really nice. What's going on? <laughs> See, you would
2: have brought a little bit of humour to that scene. Oh. It would have been great. You would have thrown some gags in while you were freaking is the fuck out. Is there
3: nothing worse than when you're having a nice sparkle, oh, sparkle know. time and everything disintegrates around you? For fuck's
4: sake. But that's,
3: that is the nature of being off your face.
4: I that know. everything disintegrates around you.
3: Well, you know, hopefully you so off your head, you don't even notice. Right. Yeah, but
4: eventually, eventually you, you wake go up and everyone's I fucking think, dead. I think there was a bad situation last yeah. night when you know, I was surrounded by corpses. Yeah, when I was off my head. If
2: that had been Ben in that scene, the uh, that that uh, the next scene would have been uh, Judge Dredd trying to walk and you hugging him like you hugged David Attenborough in your podcast <laughs> image. <laughs> Holding on, I love you, where are you going? Isn't that a fantastic bit of art that Sean did? (laughs) It is a fantastic, everyone is commenting on it as well. Very Uh, funny. We are recording this after we just put up the preview uh, to Ben's new podcast and it's just before the podcast drops and uh, people are seeing the artwork and they love it. Good, good, good. good. They love it. Yes. You look so happy in it.
4: I know. Which is unusual because you're a grumpy shit.
3: I'm not a grumpy shit at all. (laughs) I'm a disappointed the optimist, Adam. You should know irony, that by now. The
4: irony of what he's saying to me and the tone of voice he's <laughs> using is I'm filling me him. with joy.
3: <laughs> I'm overflowing with joy. God damn it. <laughs> I'll show you how much joy <laughs> I yeah, have. Right.
2: Call me a
4: grumpy shit.
3: <laughs> uh, I...
2: I reckon uh, I'd, be the, uh, I'd be the homeless guy who's willing to degrade myself for credits and when the judge told me to move, I'd go and do a gig where I'd have even lower self-esteem so I can earn those credits.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, guess what
3: happened to me on the way to this gig?
2: <laughs> and then after
3: the gig, you'd willingly place yourself under that door to be smushed to death. Yeah, excuse me, I just need to be
2: squished. Thank you very much. <laughs>
3: You've been awful. (laughs) So have I. (laughs) What about
2: yourself? Does anyone stand out for you?
4: Uh, I would be the tragically ignored uh, Scottish comic book artist, Kenny Who, um, (laughs) who uh, is scrawled about on the wall where it says, who is Kenny Who? It was one of my favourite ever (laughs) comics, drawn by a Scottish artist called Cam Kennedy. And it was basically... um, it was basically a satire of people fronting up to, you know, Marvel and DC. Because, you know, there there was a period in British comics yeah. where yeah. 2000 AD was strip-mined for all their creators. Right. Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons went yeah. off and did, you know, The Watchmen. Yeah. Like, everyone was gone. Like, Garth Ennis was there for like 10 minutes and was yeah. dragged over to America. Yeah. Like, it just... There was a huge... Grant Morrison. Morrison, Milligan. Yeah. Delana. Miller?
3: Did Miller... Was that Miller there? Oh, yeah, was Miller was there. Miller and yeah. Morrison
4: actually ran 2000 AD for a, a, a couple of years. Oh, like, yeah, you know, right. Like, it was a thing. They did a huge...
1: You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price.
3: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Overhaul
4: of the comic. Um, So yeah, uh, and there was this, Oh, s- what was
3: the –
2: sorry to interrupt – what was the character that they did, the Big Dave or something? Oh, they yeah. He yeah.
4: Drawn by Steve Parkhouse. Right. And yeah. he was like – he was basically the embodiment of um, who the, you know, the publishers of The Sun think the British public is. Right. Like, <laughs> like even to the point where the the little masthead for his comic looked like the like the red masthead of The Sun. Right. Like it was right. like Big Dave written in that style, yeah. of bright red. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, he was just – he was, like, again, predicting Trump supporters, like, right. 15, 20 years early. Right, um, right.
2: And, and who was Kenny Who, Kenny who was without irony? <laughs> um, so,
4: Cam Kennedy, who I think ended up doing, he did the, I don't know if you remember the Dark Empire yeah. um, comics yeah. for the Star Wars, like, beautiful yeah. artwork. So, he drew Judge Dredd for a long time and Rogue Trooper and stuff. And, yeah, it was basically about, uh, you know, this... Scottish artist comes to make a city one to try and make it big and just gets trampled <laughs> right by the system. And it, I think, it was basically John Wagner who had gone to do a bunch of. I think, he yeah, was it did Batman for a yeah, while. Yeah, Alan
2: Grant and John Wagner and Norm Breyfogle. Yeah, yeah.
4: Um, and then John Wagner left, and Alan Grant did that alone for yeah. a while. Um. And yeah, I think John Wagner just hated the experience of right. working in
2: because they came up with some pretty when you look back on it, some pretty kind of oh they came up with ADS, the ventriloquist. Like ventriloquist was one the one I was going to go to. My yeah. favorite Batman villain, oh, yeah, so
3: good. I reckon there's so much meat on that in that yeah. character that hasn't been um, yeah. delved into. Well, all, all the Brits bring the really creepy. Like, the ventriloquist you know, could be the scariest character in the yeah, whole. Yeah, yeah. I want. I want to see uh,
2: the Ventriloquist and Professor Pig. Together, Mr. Oh, like, Pink, <laughs> right. so creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the flamingo. I always, I always <laughs> wanted
3: to see a comic where the the underworld didn't see the eventual quest as a joke. They were all terrified of it. Yeah. Like, terrified. Yeah. yeah, And that he was the only one, the only mob boss that didn't need any other, protect, like, bodyguards or protection. People just cowed in fear yeah. of yeah. him. Because everyone's
2: creeped out. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he's yeah. a vent doll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're scary. What the What happens to Kenny Hoost?
4: Uh, he, you know, gets chewed up and spat out <laughs> yeah. by an industry that doesn't want anything to do with him, basically. Right. So, it's just, you know, it was kind of a satire of the whole, you know, <laughs> British artists going across and thinking, I'm going to make it big. Like, oh, okay. No. no. And it's you know like a lot of them didn't enjoy their experiences working in American comics. Yeah, like Steve Yao, who did I think the first three issues of the Invisibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just went screaming out of American comics at this table twenty six. Like nah, mm-hmm. not yeah. doing that. Right, yeah. and still works in two thousand eight to this day. Yeah, like so you know there are there are a bunch of them were just like no, because it's like in two thousand I think the most in editorial interference they'll have is like oh that character doesn't maybe look like that but we can explain it away or right. you know this is great that's great like it's you know it's a weekly comic like the the, the uh. deadline is so punishing it's just like yeah what well, that'll, that'll have to do yeah mm. whereas in American comics it's like oh we want you to do it this way we want to change that and the money's bigger but also the interference is you yeah. know yeah it's like well am I making art now or am I just doing what I'm told, and then also oh.
2: because it's a you know it's such a shared universe. Yeah, you're you're getting things like uh, you know I was rereading about the lead up to Morrison's Final Crisis, and then DC without telling him says, oh, we're going to do a weekly series called Countdown to Final Crisis, which is invalidating what he's setting up. Yeah. So then he just gets to a point where he's ignoring what happens before, yeah, and, and then you know it even goes back to the '70s of when DC. Poaches jack kirby with all of his brilliance from marvel and he you know he's almost like not by himself but he's been almost well he's the figurehead of changing comics into a thing that is mainstream and it gets over they're they're getting other artists to redraw his version of superman so uh, so it fits in with the look rather than the artist yeah yeah. Well, imagine, you know Like imagine if Picasso Had been a comic book artist Oh, oh sorry mate That's not how the sun looks We're just going to change that that's You not can't have someone's look. face On backwards Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy come over here And draw the face On the right way <laughs> uh, Picasso's done
4: another Ass backwards face <laughs> again uh, yeah. Fucking hell Fucking Guernica What is that It's depressing uh, It's a war. Can yeah. you draw some flowers <laughs> Yeah
2: <laughs> I just don't know Why Jeff Johns works with him <laughs> Um <laughs> where we have a segment called Zero Charisma Ooh. where we pick out someone who just really didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Uh Dominal Gleason for me. I I do not get into him in this film. I was just like, what is going on with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that
3: the point though that he's supposed to be like ch- charisma-less? <laughs> yeah,
2: I know, but it's still And also she
4: she poked his eyes out so she could have like
2: you know, spy eyes. cams popped well, in there. It's it's one of those things where if it wasn't Gleason. Like yeah. I wouldn't give a shit, uh, like, yeah, but yeah. because it's him and I know he can be quite good. I'm just sort of watching that character and going. Oh, I okay. think
3: I only realised on this watch that it was Gleason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah same. Uh, There's a bunch of
4: people in this. who are like, oh yeah, that's so Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, what about you, Ben?
3: Uh, Zero charisma. It's that rippling belly fat that we see in high def slow motion. Yeah, that's a bit much. That has, much. Like, that, come on mate. that has negative charisma yeah, that's like, that brutal
2: <laughs> just so you know we're uh, in gravity we decided it was the debris the debris has <laughs> yeah. <their> no <own> charisma <laughs> uh, anyone for you adam um i like and I, this
4: might be colored by the fact that i found them jarring but i don't find any of the corrupt judges to have any personalities yeah. they're all cannon fodder yeah. mate, it's like it's like even the main one is just like you like like I've seen you in other things and you're better than this. Or oh, even this when he's is. doing
2: his
3: like, you know, you're supposed to be Judge Dredd Rant. It was yeah. like oh, come on, mate. Yeah. Ham it up. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Right. Really go for it. Mate, but this yeah. is your big opportunity. You've yeah. got three lines. Like, yeah, like, yeah. You're a corrupt judge. Like yeah. come on, sell it. Especially when he's doing the whole so this is what it's come to Wait, yeah, like that's a great—that's a you know yeah. potentially great bad yeah. guy speech, but he doesn't. And really you know
4: that there's like you know Judge Dredd saying wait, and he's like, well, this there's a funny punchline to him saying wait, yeah, like yes, yeah. but
3: yeah, it's oh, the, the punchline's not that funny.
4: No, but it wait is. for her to shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean the verbal punchline. I mean the shooting is <laughs> <laughs> the punchline.
2: The shooting. The same. speaking. Funny. The speaking yeah. was the tag. <laughs> I, I feel I, right. I, see that that would have been a nice point where Anderson got to say you know like I would have had a did you just make a joke and have him say no (laughs) like do you know what I mean like that
4: or she could have done the the quip no but Judge Dredd does so many great quips like Mm -hmm. yeah especially like the fact that you know we've just been through this exhausting huge enormous event like heaps of people have been killed Mm. and then the chief judge goes in and goes what happened here's a drug bust yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good line, You're like, yeah. oh, that's a, this, just yeah. an everyday occurrence, this one yeah. like, yeah, This yeah, is yeah, just yeah, hey, This is Thursday yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's like one of my, again, one of my favourite Judge Red comics Was called The Graveyard Shift And like it felt like this monumental thing Like it was all this shit was going down Like it was ca- like counting down between um, midnight and dawn It was this huge, like they were doing raids on people's houses Like all this yeah. stuff was going on There were explosions going, like it went for Like maybe two months Mm. of the comic, and then it got to the end, and it's like, all right, uh, off to bed. I'm going to do this all again tonight. It's like, (laughs) oh, that is literally the graveyard shift. It wasn't a particularly special (laughs) one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like this humongous, enormous, you know, big thing, but it's just like a regular police
2: procedure Awesome. That's how you do. You know how they never get a show about Breakfast Radio, right? Yeah. That's how you would do a show about Breakfast Radio. You'd have this horrific thing happen over the course of a few days, and you realize. that's just everyday. That, that was Wednesday. Like, yeah, you got to get up on Thursday and do that again. You're right about those. You're right about those corrupt judges. They do like if I found out they were Hemsworths five, six, and seven, I'd go, yeah, no, that makes sense, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, segment better or worse, ruin or, or improve the movie with one decision. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to take the lead here because I was re- very excited when I came up with this. I would have recast. Keith Urban in the lead and had him re-record his hit song "Cop Car" with a heavier <laughs> bass for the end credits.
4: <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of the music, yes, I love the like. I listen to that soundtrack a lot. I love right. it. But do you know there's an altern- alternative soundtrack?
2: I did hear this. Like yes,
4: um, Jeff Barrow and uh, Ben Salisbury. Yeah, like Jeff Barrow from Portishead, I think. Yeah, mm. like they've. Collaborated on a lot of stuff with Alex Garland Like they did Ex Machina and a whole bunch of I think they did dumb devs and stuff Right Uh, They created a soundtrack for this movie And I think the studio were like Right It's a great album It's called Drock Which is like one of Judge Dredd's You know, safe for children swear words Yes (laughs) D-R-O-K-K If anyone's looking for it online Great album, like right. it's a fun soundscape. It's,
3: so it's just music, not yes, yeah. as well. Yeah, it's so just you, it,
4: it was meant to be the soundtrack for this film. It was done as like a I guess a done on spec, right? Right. Before Paul and Morgan came in, who like I love his soundtrack. Yeah, like it is kind of I love that it's like so minimalist. Like I think it's just yeah. There's a there's a bass player and a guitar player, and uh, the rest is all hmm. computers. Yeah, like it's right. all.
3: Like it's mechanical. a lot of movies can could use alternate soundtracks. Yeah. I, uh, Philip Glass released a soundtrack for the 1932 Dracula. Yeah, 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 and it elevates. Because I've, I've never liked that movie. It's like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. Uh, but with that soundtrack, <laughs> it suddenly levels it up into yeah, like yeah, yeah. German expressionist. Okay. Level of like, Ooh, so,
2: this is getting under my skin. So, do you? Uh, is there a place that you can watch it where they've added the soundtrack? Or Blu-ray, or? baby. Blu-ray, Blu-ray, yeah, yeah, right. There's
4: um. What's Morgan, who did this Judge Dredd soundtrack, does the soundtrack for the Amazon series? Oh, the one with Rebecca Hall and it's got all it's all kind of like short stories and it's very I can't remember the name what of it What
2: is it like bad is it like bad robot monkey or something or is it that one or is it yeah. t- there's a few out now It's I, I forget the name
4: of it like Jonathan Price is in it anyway Philip Glass oh, and yeah. Morgan worked together on the soundtrack for it, and that's another beautiful. Philip Glass should soundtrack. do the soundtrack for every movie ever made. He's so my favorite great.
3: musician of all time. I just he elevates everything. I'm trying to think what it's called, like Is it's it got that, uh, the, uh, the, the like robot, like robot not love, death,
2: and robots.
4: No, but there's robots in it. It's based on
3: a bunch the one of you're paintings. About. The paintings one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. The it's Scandinavian, a Scandinavian a painting show. <laughs> yeah, <it's> Scandinavian <laughs> painting
5: show. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that. Through the through, not
3: through the worm. I know the one you mean. Yeah, it's like around the. Around the something circuit or, or something. <laughs> around the circuit, down the road
4: from the thing. But
3: alternate soundtracks are. Bringing, I'm a big fan of um, silent film, and whenever you put a silent film on, it's always plinky plunk plunk, plunk oh, plink. Oh yeah, the plink. original, and it, they're impossible to watch. But if you add an electronic score or a jazz score.
4: Oh yeah, Giorgio Moroda's yeah. Metropolis is
2: is some fun.
3: Outrageously good. It's not Electric Dreams.
4: No, that's. Uh that's George Gemma, right? Through, well. <laughs> through, through the loop, in yeah, the loop. around the loop, around something in the loop, in it's the something, loop. loop. Uh, something about the loop, uh, loop show, Just tales t- from the loop, tales
3: from the loop, it's tales called from Tales the from the Loop. Those paintings are fucking cool.
4: Yeah. It's a really cute show, but it's an anthology show, and I find them hard. Like they're not yeah, compelling enough to want to watch in. the next one.
2: It's funny, isn't it? Yeah, you can you, once like while you're watching them, you're fine, and yeah. then as soon as you stop, you're done. Yeah, you don't go. Like I have watched two
4: of the amazing stories. Neither of them were amazing.
5: Right. Yeah. Well, that's. But they were uh, kind of cute. It's hard to be. And I'm the same with
4: like um, and again, it's because of 2008 comic. I can't really deal with Black Mirror, because there's you know they have future shocks, which is like just a one and done story Mm. every few issues, and like so whenever there's a Black Mirror, I'm about. A third of the way in And I'm like Ah oh, this is gonna be this Right And oh. then you get to the end And like Gary Like how did you guess that Yeah Like how did you get guess That that was a reality TV had show had Where those people were being punished Yeah 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 I'm like I've had decades I, of training I
2: just did Yeah like, I've read this I've done my 10,000 yes. hours Yeah Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Segment, Where Are We Now? That's how we uh, discover how close are we to the technology in the film. Mm -hmm. Uh, In a recent article from Future Agenda, Megacity 1 could be the way of the future. They refer to them as migration magnets, Mm. and the growth and importance of these cities is being looked at as very much a 21st century issue. We are seeing cities instead of nations take the big steps forward, introducing new approaches, adopting new strategies, and generating more growth for the world. After a couple of centuries where nations drove the agenda... Some critics suggest we are witnessing a rebirth of Roman times as cities become the centre of attention, exert influence and become magnets for innovation. These cities will not only become beacons for the future but will also both cooperate and compete against one another. In a UN 2018 population estimate that includes urban area, Tokyo had roughly 39 million people, Jakarta has 35 million people and uh, Chongqing is... Has thirty-two million. Uh, that last one is the city proper. Yeah, so that's
3: oh, exciting. boo. Yeah, uh, and uh, although I, like as, as apocalyptic as it is, that, that I do like my environmental brain is like, yeah, we should be going up.
5: Like yeah. you know, we,
3: the city centres should be these condensed masses. I yeah. mean, you know, you would hope that if we're all condensing into one place and there's not a lot of urban sprawl that those areas would be reconverted back into forest and stuff. Unfortunately, they're not. But that, the idea would be that. Yeah. Um, you know, that you get that you get the forest and the jungles back. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and it our
2: final uh, technical segment, uh, sum it up. What does this movie mean to you? Uh, this viewing, as I said, was like, I really enjoyed the movie the first mm. time I saw it, but the satire has become predictive and I was yep. kind of... Uh, even though it was fun to go back to it, I felt a bit bummed out when I got oh, to yeah. the end. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it was more joyous the first time you saw it. I, was, I think also another thing I find weird getting to the end of it and because it's so violent. Like, you know, a bullet does pass through someone's face in 3D and their teeth come out. Um, <laughs> and, you know, someone does smash from 200 stories high yeah. on their face into your face. Yeah. Into your face, Like, yeah. it is really... gross and graphic. Um, The thing I find weird is that, you know, this was, as you said, released the same year as The Avengers. So, we were just on the upswing of the nicey, nicey comic book movies. Yeah. Um, And even Nolan, for all of his amazing filmmaking, never strayed into that, that... that kind of movie making where you would exclude kids.
2: Yeah, he's a he's a populist. Yeah, a, he, you forget that his movies, even when they, uh, you know, it's it's one of the frustrations I get when people say his films are dour because they're actually PG and they actually yeah. do have jokes in them. They're just not Rob Schneider, wow, 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 yeah, wah, jokes. Mm. You
4: know? So I think, like you know, ever now that we've had films like Deadpool and we've yeah. had you know those kind of. Full on Like you know The pacemaker And the suicide squads Like Now I think If if Judge Dredd came out this year If this film came out this year Yeah Everyone would be like Oh yeah A comic book movie Can be a violent Mm. Nihilistic mess Yes And people will enjoy it Yeah Yeah But at the time It was just like Oh no Right My comic book movies Need to have barely heard of actors in very tight pants mm, 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 yeah um, behaving nicely to each other not barely heard of actors in dirty leather and a yeah. <laughs> smashed up helmet yeah. shooting the fuck out of everyone they see yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This,
2: this movie needed to be uh, not only in 3D but smellorama. o yes. as well like Ooh. you go oh <laughs> hang on scratch now oh my god that Corpse. smells like regret <laughs> <laughs> I reckon slow-mo would
4: stink like it would stick to your clothes yeah like, it sticks oh, to
2: the roof yeah. of your mouth yeah oh my oh. god brushing your teeth yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have uh, the squid bits part. This is uh, just uh, a few interesting things that I found uh, from behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff that you would be across. Uh, the building was named the Peach Tree after the name of the restaurant in Shrewsbury, Shropshire, England, that Alex Garland and Judge Dredd creator John Wagner first met to discuss the film. Uh, I did not know this, but mm. uh, I didn't know Judge Dredd had a first name. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joseph. His first name is Joseph. Joe Dread. Uh, yeah, um, he, he was first published. It, it's so funny, isn't it? Like to just go, ah, oh, he has a first name. Yeah. I, I can't believe I'm surprised by this, but I just, just figured because he's got a,
4: he's got a brother played by Amanda Sante in that other terrible film. <laughs>
5: Amanda Sante.
4: <laughs> I mean, Amanda Sante is, and Sylvester Stallone playing yes. brothers is genius yes, casting. Yes, like that is playing clones,
2: <laughs> but, who but, are brothers? Yes, yeah. but just. Like in something else. Yes. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was first published in, do you know, Judge Dredd? AD. Do you know? Frog 2. Issue 2?
4: Yeah. Do you know the month and the date off the top of your head? Oh, uh, it's something 1977. Yeah, March March <laughs> 1977. I didn't realise he was Issue 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: comics editor Pat Mills brought in his former writing partner, John Wagner, to develop characters for and. uh, and Mills had developed a horror character called Judge Dredd, spelt D-R-E-A-D, named after the stage name of British ska and reggae artist uh, Alexander Minto Hughes for a horror strip. Uh, And then they changed it. Um, In his earliest inception, uh, Dredd's racial background was meant to be unspecified. Mike McMahon spent four months drawing Dredd as a black man, but since the strip was printed in black and white... Uh, The change went unnoticed.
5: (laughs) He had no idea.
2: (laughs) That's funny, isn't it? But once again, that would be a disaster in DC or Marvel. I was like, oh, thank God we don't have this in colour. Duncan Jones was offered the chance to direct Dread but turned it down. He loved Garland's script but had a very different version for his Judge Dread film and didn't want to compromise that to suit Garland's script. I'm wondering someone who's a long-term fan probably would have been more satirical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Bean auditioned for the role of Dredd before oh, wow. Urban was cast. How do you feel about that? Um, I think he would have been good if it had been made
4: in the eighties and Dredd was young, but right. Michael Bean now is a
2: very unwell individual. Oh, is he? Yeah. Right. I, Hang on, unwell as in physically or unwell as in don't th- read his YouTube clips after you've been I, looking at Ricky Schroeder. I think maybe he's <laughs> just had a substance abuse problem oh, for okay. a very
4: long time. Mm.
2: Does he have the right jaw for it? Like, Urban's jaw is just magnificent. You, right? know, you
4: know who would be perfect now? Is um the, the Alan guy. Alan Richmond? Yeah, who plays Reacher? Right, because again, you know, he's very good at doing one thing. Right, <laughs> right. Well, it's so funny. And he's
2: huge, and he's got like a bit of a lantern jaw. Well, I would not have thought that, but because you said you were watching the Reacher series, and you, you know, you must have told me near my phone, so suddenly I've had lots of things turn up in yeah. my algorithm. Oh, Nothing creepy about gosh. that, folks. But uh, so I've seen him. And remember when uh, yeah. we were going for our old man walk this morning, and we were uh, I was like. Holy shit that guy is massive. Huge. Like, you know when you see something go like is and has, has Peter Jackson made this? Do you know <laughs> what I mean and he's <laughs> got the <laughs> perspective of it. he's huge.
4: And he's like like he's only I think he's only one in real life. Like so he's the same height as I am. Right. Um and the character six five, but they've just cast a bunch of really short people, yeah, or otherwise movie, known a, as actors. A, <laughs> the, <laughs> so he looks four times the size of everyone. I've always thought, and I think this is because John Wagner based Dread on Dirty Harry, right? But Clint would be the perfect Dread, right? Like in you know seventies Clint, seventies Clint, but even like you know if. Judge Dredd now is meant to be
2: this old. Oh,
4: yeah. And Clint can still do that shit. Yeah, oh. I guess.
2: And he, he won't see it as a satire. He'll see it yeah. as a lament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lament to what could have been if we'd only been allowed to take over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine him on the, uh, ca- uh, you know, the publicity trail, just like he's talking about it, like he's he's doing, you know, like the Madis- uh, the bridges of Madison County. It's just oh, this weepy, this really sad film yeah. about looking back at what could have been. <laughs> uh, the ori- Chatting to a chair. The uh, <laughs> uh, oh lord. Uh, in the original script, Mama was an old lady, ah. but Lena Headey wanted to do it so badly that she managed to convince Garland to retool the character as a middle-aged woman so she could play her. A lot of the tattoos on Mama are actually Hetty's tattoos. Oh, she normally really? has to have them covered up for other roles. Oh, there wow. you go. Which made yeah, she has a lot of tattoos. Yeah, which made me think, wow, they have done a really good job with her in yeah, other films yeah. right yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I want to go back to all those films find out who the makeup artist was and write to them and so, say I'm so sorry I really underrated your work here on this film I've seen um, the kid that plays Archie
4: in Riverdale mm-hmm. is a Kiwi actor he has a lot of tattoos right um, and I saw him in the middle of like a makeup thing once and they cover them with like a red paint okay and then put the skin yep. tone on top yep. right so it's like a, it's a long process yeah like right. it's, a, it's a big
3: job. One of my dear friends is a uh, uh, makeup artist for films. Right. And talks of having to do that a lot. Yeah. Right. A lot of tattoo covering up.
2: Yeah, man. I, I'm guessing it would have been like uh, conservatives who are angry about uh, tattoos, uh, old school sailors being angry <laughs> about tattoos and then makeup artists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is double the work, mate. Yeah. Um, Dread is often accused of ripping off the movie The Raid, mm. but it is just a coincidence because Dread actually began shooting first, but it took longer to hit really? theaters because it had longer post
3: production. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, because The Raid there would have been a complicated film to f- shoot. Have you? You've both seen The Raid? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I haven't. I know of it. Though. I mean, the I mean, you talk about a dirty nihilistic movie. That's a hard one to watch. Is right? that? And they're remaking it now. I don't. I've heard well. There's the raid redemption. The, the raid redemption is the first one. Then there's raid two. They are no.
4: I heard they're like remaking the raid, like an American version oh, of for God's the raid. Sakes.
2: Oh, no, you've ruined. But I've the best
4: ruined. thing about the raid no. is that the fighting. That Australian guy who made the hit guard, hitman's bodyguard. Right. I know, that guy. Because I mean,
3: that, the, the remarkable thing about the raid is the fighting is unbelievable. Right, it's locked yeah. off cameras and people are really going for yeah. it. But the violence is. I mean, the violence in the raid makes the violence in dread look. Like a comic book. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're getting close-ups of people's faces getting just decimated with Uzis and oh, yeah, you know, gore everywhere. Right? I mean, I remember watching, especially Raid 2, it levels up again. I watched that with uh, my friends Nick, son, and Eric. And, you know, we were all up for it. Like, yeah, let's watch an ultraviolet action. Yeah, and halfway yeah. through, this was like 10 years ago, we felt like old Ben just went, you know what? I've been too I much. don't know how many more heads I can see getting caved in. Right. Just too much for me.
2: Oh, man. I felt that way... Who did I see? It was definitely Gleason and someone else. Uh, we went and saw uh, John Rambo at the cinema, oh. and there were there was uh, there was the three of us tw- uh, uh, towards the back, and there yeah. were three dudes towards the front, and we were laughing so hard through the film. And then at one point, I saw the people at the front look up give us the thumbs up because they must have been laughing as well because we were in hysteria. <laughs> like, you're seeing babies thrown into oh, fire. and no, it's, and full it's on. Like, What is happening yeah, in yeah.
3: this film? is that the one that opens with a child being bayoneted? Oh, my God. In, 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 in like, graphic like, slow motion. Yeah, it's awful. Like it's full on. Uh, so it's like Mortal Kombat then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's it's, it's it's like Stallone looking completely deranged. <laughs> oh my! It's oh oh like
2: God. And, it, oh, and it was it was funny because I think he just made uh, Rocky Balboa and kind mm. of which is an all right. It's like not yeah. a bad Rocky movie and it feels like a oh regression. It's, it's Stallone. Oh, how redemptive? Like you know what I. The movie First Blood's quite good. Maybe he's getting back to the. Re- oh my God, what is happening here? You've mm. ruined I'm, Breakfast. I'm, lunch, I'm
4: almost lunch. glad <laughs> that <laughs> happened. I'm almost glad that happened because, you know, if that had been a success, more. If, no, then then he would have put the Judge Dredd helmet back on again. Oh, yeah. I am the law. I am the law. Andrew Seba.
2: I've got another cat <laughs> <friend>. <laughs> Uh, Here's a hilarious (laughs) squid bit for you. The sound effect to signify the effects of the slow-mo drug is a Justin Bieber song, slowed down 800 times. Great. Yep. I've seen
3: that clip on YouTube and it is beautiful. Right. Right. Baby, slowed down 800 times. Wonderful.
2: I wonder if all of his music's much more enjoyable (laughs) if we do that. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to. I've had a lot of people over time tell me that his music's really good and I have decided to live on this island yeah. by myself. <laughs> uh, director you're, not a, you're not by yourself. Thank <laughs> you. No, there's a, there's, yeah, there's a lot of people here. This is all right. Um, director, music's very good. Pete, off. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. All right, yep. Director Pete Travis wanted to shoot a scene in which Dread would remove his helmet. Of
3: course he did. But
2: Urban is such a big fan of the comic book, he refused to shoot the scene. Uh, yeah. Good on you, Carl. Travis was fired <laughs> after <laughs> the first uh draft of the film because the movie didn't have enough action. Yeah. Uh then Garland took over directing before they rehired uh Travis. So they could work on the rest of the final cut together.
3: Right. That's weird, right? That is it's weird. Really so strange. you know when you were saying I bet that first yeah, game yeah, back yeah. must have been weird, I'm like But does does that mean that they didn't have confidence in Garland? That they were like, oh, I'll bring know. back the movies, I think I, I think, think yeah, the
4: I get the impression, at that yeah, point. the like he'd never directed a film, right? Like he'd written a bunch of great films, but yeah. you know, it's like well, it's, a, it's a it's a lot of money to give to a first time director, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah what I, else has Travis done? Oh, like weird shit. Like uh, I think he did an Alex Cross, like the one with um, what's his name? <laughs> he gave you know, so much to work with. <laughs> he was he was. He was Medea. He's like oh Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry, like mm. totally loaded. Right. Um, oh, right, I think he did Alex Cross. He did some terrible film. Maybe what well, that was also Alex Cross. He did some terrible film with um the guy. He did Vantage Point. Is it yeah, that? that's the one with with Matthew Fox, who mm. I interviewed for it and then realized I hated him and was very disappointed because. <laughs> i love charlie from party of Five. Oh yeah <laughs> and, jack and i love jack from lost and then and
2: this was in the middle of lost being on i'm like oh yeah and then you know and then because it was right towards the end of lost there were rumblings of yeah people. That no. he was not okay yeah
4: um i i remember sending rover text because uh i saw that he was going to be on his rover la show and i was like oh mate he's a dickhead like like he's just not fun. I'm just mm-hmm. warning you. Like, don't try to get him to do anything fun. And he's like, "Oh, we shot it this week." It goes, and uh, he won the award of person who's never going to win an award for being on a <laughs> talk show. Oh right, well, like he it was won just, just like, <laughs> <laughs> like it was just like a, it was like you know, basically I said to his face, "You are no
2: fun." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, and Rove has the best manners of yeah. anyone so yeah. that must have been brutal <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did it in a lovely way like yeah, you know yeah did it with that uh, cheeky smile but yeah he's like he's horrifically yeah. I was so because I, yeah I was so disappointed what a bummer yeah uh, the dark judges were in early versions of the script I, I, I don't know if you know who the dark judges are but Ben if you isn't go, that Judge Death Judge yeah. Death Judge Fear uh, all I, all Judge Mortis knew, and I, Judge Fire
3: all I ever knew of Judge Death was uh, I find you guilty of life I Sentence you to death,
5: yeah, yeah. Which and I, they, yeah, think and the beautiful think is one of the all funniest all lines like, I've heard in my life, yeah. <laughs> well,
4: basically, crime is only committed by the living, so the only way to eradicate all crime is to, to kill, kill the everyone, living. yeah. And I they find come from you a guilty of life, yeah. they come from <laughs> another planet, yeah, another, another universe, dimension, another so, dimension. Another
2: so it's like an alternate right. world, yeah. And uh, originally drawn, that's a lot
5: to deal with, yeah, like, it would have been right. too much,
2: and a lot to uh. Uh, originally drawn by Brian Bolland. yeah, he yeah, actually yeah. Used to draw interiors, and that artwork is, is
4: breathtaking. Oh my lord! So uh, that was the first one with Judge
2: Anderson, like right. She was brought in to deal with the
4: with the, the weird psychic attacks people were under,
2: right? Uh, well, as they say, that didn't make sense to show an invasion of the law enforcement system before establishing yeah. the system first. Um, and I, I think you know there were plans to go into yeah, yeah, other yeah, things. Yeah. Uh, Two more squid bits, but these are more, these are about Sylvester Stallone's Judge Dredd, and I'm squeezing them in because they were too funny. <laughs> On the set of the Sylvester Stallone Judge Dredd, the director Danny Cannon was described as erratic. Yes. Stallone said, I knew we were in for a long shoot when Danny Cannon, who's rather diminutive, jumped down from his director's chair and yelled to everyone within earshot, Fear me! Everyone should fear me! Then jumped back up into oh, his wow. chair as if nothing happened.
3: Oh, wow. You too know much the, slow-mo in the fucking trailer. Oh, my Lord. The,
4: the week that the um, the new Dread movie came out, which was part produced by Rebellion, who put out the comic book, um, they the Judge Dread story that week that the movie came out was drawn by Chris Weston. Right. Gorgeous mm. artwork. Yeah. And was about a malfunctioning orbital... Um, you know, weapons, a system called Dan-E Cannon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Funny. Um, And my last squid bit for you is Stallone also said, it didn't live up to what it could have been. It probably should have been much more comic, humorous and fun. What I learned from that experience was that we shouldn't have tried to make it Hamlet. It's more Hamlet (laughs) and eggs. Yes (laughs) Yes
4: <laughs> It was very silly though Like right. it was Like yeah And also They made the mistake With that first First Judge Dredd movie That they made And it was a very 90s thing Because it was around Like I think it's only The year before that Paul McGann Doctor Who yep. TV movie Which is like Let's try and tell As much of the backstory Of this mm-hmm. You know 30 plus year comic In 90 minutes and It's yep. like No No mm-hmm. And which is what You know garland did perfectly i think yeah. with this dread film like yeah. he's gone yeah let's establish who judge dread is yeah what his world is like yeah and tell a fun compelling
2: exciting narrative and simple yeah, yeah. get
3: to the top of the building yeah yeah yep
2: really easy to understand in a synopsis mm. uh adam fantastic to have you on the podcast oh, is it finished yeah. i'm going to yeah. talk for another
4: two and a half hours well, well <laughs> we,
2: we should have you back Picture uh, some sci-fi. You're a sci-fi fan. I love science fiction. Uh, what podcasts uh, are you producing at the moment that people can tune into?
4: Uh, there's Adam Richard has a theory where I have a daily theory about Doctor Who. Um, it's only <laughs> ten minutes. Don't worry. You're not going. I'm not going to bust your eardrums for a week. Uh, <laughs> you can get that at um, you know wherever you get your podcasts, or you can sign up on Patreon.com forward slash Adam Richard.
2: Yep. And one that really ties into your to space policy is uh,
4: is called Me I Am a Memoir: The Meaning of of the meaning of Mariah Carey, about <laughs> Mariah Carey's memoir, which is called The Meaning of Mariah Carey, <laughs> which uh, me and uh, Philip Lee Curtis and we. Uh, delve into it chapter by chapter. Yeah,
2: and that's an hourly podcast, right? Uh,
4: <laughs> there are there are a lot of those. Um, <laughs> we talk a lot about Mariah. And other thing, it's revolting. So Adam Richard has a theory as PG at best. Yeah. Um there are some revolting ones on the uh, Patreon if yes. you if you want to get some unedited. <laughs> you, have to, chatter. you have to pay for the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, me I am a memoir is revolting. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Amazing.
2: And Ben, how, is, uh, how long is uh, this first season of the David Attenborough?
3: David Ambra? Ambra, Uh It will be 12 episodes in total covering every episode of David Ambra's Life on Earth. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, yeah, with, I think by the time this comes out, I think three will be out. Yeah, great. Maybe four. Right. So that'll be cells, cephalopods, trees, and bugs. Yeah. Bugs?
5: Yep. Yeah.
3: Sounds yeah. like the perfect gig. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> yes, so twelve episodes, and then yeah we're we're already starting to plan season two. all right, and uh let's work out what we're going to do next. thanks, Adam. Thank you, Adam.
2: Thank you once again to Adam and Ben for joining me for this episode. Also, thank you to our Patreon subscriber. Bree, I hope you had fun with this two-parter. If you'd like to join the Patreon, you can find me at patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton underscore Big Squid. You can also find our page on Facebook and you can join our private Facebook page to share suggestions and talk about stuff you're enjoying with like-minded people. Also over at bigsquidpod.com, you can find my ongoing dispatches from the Fury Road blog, which is free and available. It's a, uh, look, it's Probably good if you're looking for something while you're travelling on public transport, or looking to kill some time during the day, whether you're at a cafe waiting for someone, or you just need a little bit of a break from everything. And uh, this week's <laughs> this week's blog, uh, uh, look, I've got a a guest writer, and when I say guest writer, that's in you know quotation marks. Frank McQueen, uh, who has given the ultimate list on. All the Batman movies. Turns out Frank McQueen's got some thoughts. I personally hate lists. Like, I genuinely hate them. And uh, this is, um, anyway, Frank might be a good way to get some of my frustrations out. (laughs) Anyway, that's over at bigsquidpod.com. All right, let's finish today with a quote from Carl Urban, not Keith Urban, from Carl Urban. My philosophy is whatever you do, you've got to invest in yourself. If you don't, There are a lot of people out there who will get the job because they're more prepared than you. Until then.